When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. And I'd like to dedicate today's show to Daniel Craig, the outgoing James Bond. Not necessarily for his contribution to cinema or anything like that. I just saw he was on the Late Late Show with James Corden the other night and he punched him in the face. So basically he did what we've all wanted to do for years. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Ash Nico and Panic Attacks in Paradise. Personally, I prefer to have my Panic Attacks at the disco, but each to their own. Coldplay, BTS, my universe before that. It's Alec Feldman on. Hi, how are you? Is all good in your life? I'm, I'm really good. I am, you know what? I think I'm the best I've been in many, many months on this show, and I'll tell you why in a second. It's, it's, it's great news. There's been a massive development in the furniture world that I can't wait to tell you about. Um, that is incoming. Also on the show today, lots of things to discuss. Ele- Alexas? What's an ele- Alexa? You know those, those things, the little speaker boxes that spy on us? Need to talk about them. The movie Cats, one of my favourite topics to talk about, despite having never seen it. That's coming up. want to talk about trains, swimming pools, screwdrivers. Those are the, the five objects that will be covered between now and five o'clock. I've got a 60 second guide for you. I've got a what's going on as well. And we did this last week and I quite enjoyed it. So I brought it back for another week. The game Vaxed or Vexed. We all love celebrities, but which of them have got their vaccines and which of them are keeping shtum and not telling us? We'll find out at 10 past 4 in Vaxed or Vexed. Plus, music-wise, Coil Array coming up and the new Kanye West song with The Weeknd. And I'll play Sam Fender next, who I adore and whose new album came out this week, actually. But first, let's get you up to speed with the best and worst things in the world this week. Seven days have passed since we last spoke and many things have happened. Some of them good, some of them 
terrible and I want to sort the good from the bad right now. So let's start with the worst thing in the world this week. Um, and it relates to Alexis, actually. I want to talk a bit more about this later on, but just to warm you up for that. You know, Alexis, I should probably stop saying it, right? <laughs> I bet I'm setting people's things off. What should I call it? Should I just call it Alex A? Yeah, I'll refer to, to her slash it as Alex A to avoid triggering any of them. Um, Alex A's are, you know, made by the company Amazon. It's owned by Jeff Bezos, one of the world's richest people. And Amazon famously, their tax affairs are maybe not what we'd like them to be. But um, you try asking Alex A about it and she gives you a very different answer. Have a listen to this. Alexa, how much tax does Amazon pay? Amazon is compliant with all UK tax laws and with every country it operates in. Sure, sure. Unbelievable. They must have programmed that to be like the default answer. There's no way that that's something she's just like come up with herself. Someone who works for Amazon has definitely sat there going, some idiot, some smart ass is going to try and ask Alex A about Amazon's tax and see what the answer is. And we need to make sure that the answer, you know, doesn't bring up a terrible headline about our company. So let's just program it to say Amazon pays all the taxes it's supposed to pay and is fully compliant with all the laws in all the territories it operates in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, we, we believe you. Mm-hmm. So that for me is the worst thing in the world this week. But a couple of good things as well. Uh, one of them is Sam Fender, who I'm playing you in a second. He was on the news this week because um, Newcastle Football Club got taken over. They've got new owners and all of the fans were really excited about these new owners because they've been owned they've been owned for the last few years by the guy who also owns like Sports Direct which is a bit random and he's owned the football team as well but they don't really like him the fans and so when he sold to someone else they were delighted and people were out on the streets in the northeast celebrating including Sam Fender but then he got invited on to BBC Breakfast the next morning to talk about it and he was a little bit worse for wear check it out and I'm really hungover. I'm really, really hungover. Appreciate your honesty on that side. But, uh, but, I mean, you know, these things happen, don't they? I love it. He, <laughs> I like that he just owned up to it. Although I feel like he wouldn't really have got away with it if he hadn't, because it, it looked quite obvious just to look at him that he was feeling a bit rough. And, you know, they were, they were very understanding. And you know what, you know what else it is? That accent, you can say anything in that accent and it'll just sound charming. I was there last weekend, I'll tell you a bit more about that in a second, but it's just a great accent. You could deliver the worst news ever in that accent. You could you could be really rude to someone in that accent, but you could get away with it just because it's so nice to listen to. So that is one of the best things in the world, him opening up about being a bit worse for wear on the actual telly yesterday morning. But I've saved the best thing till last. This is the best thing in the world this week. Uh, it doesn't affect any of you in any way whatsoever, but it affects me. I've got a new desk. I have lived where I've lived now for uh, over three months, and I haven't had a desk. It, did, like, it didn't come with one. And so I've had various temporary solutions. I've used a kitchen table. My housemate let me borrow one for a while, but... I've never had my own. And you know what? It's not because I haven't tried. I have tried. I ordered one 
Um, accidentally ordered it twice, but ended up with neither of them because they cancelled the order. And then the second time, like they just kept saying they were trying to deliver it, and I was like, "Well, you're lying. You haven't." And they just didn't have my phone number, so I had no way of knowing that they were here. But finally, they actually managed to deliver it after many, many Karen-y emails and phone calls to try and track it down. And I got it, and I put it together, and it took me three and a half hours. And I've got three or four blisters on my right hand from the process, and it kind of hurts. But I now have a desk. I'm sat. I'm so comfy. I cannot describe to you how comfortable I feel right now. I've got a desk, lovely height, lovely desk. It's like a glossy white, which is very stylish, I think. I'm in the comfiest chair I've ever owned as well. It's all like ergonomic, and it goes. Look, it goes back. See, I'm leaning back now, and it, it goes forward, and it's just, it's great. And I'm, I'm so hyped to do the show from this new desk. And, uh, you know, like I said, it doesn't affect you in the slightest, but I'm, I'm having a great time. I, this is the best thing ever. Sometimes it takes not having a desk to fully appreciate how great they are. I've got, I've got a view out the window as well. The last time I had a desk, I was in a basement and I couldn't see out the window and it was horrible. I can see the sky. I can see trees. I'm a new man. I am so happy. And it's the simplest thing, but I'm delighted. So that, for me, is the best thing in the world this week. We've had Alexa telling you how, how much Amazon loves paying tax. We've had Sam Fender on the news, but this is the best. This is better than all of that. My lovely new desk. Let's play Sam Fender, who was hungover on the telly yesterday. And I want to talk about my trip to his native land, the northeast, after that. This is Get You Down on Wizard Radio. South Shields' finest, Sam Fender and Get You Down on Wizard Radio. Is it, I think he's from South Shields. I might have to check that. I, I think, anyway. I'm Alec Feldman. This is Wizard Radio. And I was in Sam Fender's homeland last Sunday. I didn't go to South Shields, if that is where he comes from. But I went to Newcastle. And it was a lovely day trip. And I really like Newcastle as a place. And I think it's very nice. And the people are lovely. And the buildings are lovely. And I had some top-class pizza. Oh, it was so good. Um, but despite the nice time I had, the whole trip ended up costing me about 150 quid. And I'm very unhappy about this because I, I can't really go around throwing 150 quid in the bin, which is basically what I did. I mean, not, not literally what I did, but that's what happened. And I, I can't afford that. I need to eat and stuff. But it... The worst bit is, right, it's all entirely my fault. I'm completely in the wrong. And I ended up losing 150 quid, and there's nothing really I can do about it. And that's the worst bit for me, because it is my fault. Let me tell you what happened. Got the train. I spent so much time on the internet trying to work out the cheapest way to get there, because trains are expensive. They are such a rip-off. And... So I went on, I went, here's, here's how much of a tight person I am. I went on that ticket splitter website to find out, you know, how if you buy like stop by stop, sometimes it's cheaper than just buying a ticket from one place to another because that's how bonkers the trains are. I went onto that website, but then to save even more money, I didn't order it off that website because they charge you a little like booking fee and a little commission for saving you money. So I was like, okay, what I'll do is I'll let you do all the hard work of finding me the best tickets to buy. But then I'm going to go on the website and buy them myself for even less money. That's how tight I am. And so I did that. And I saved a pretty decent amount of money on the tickets. 
and I was very, very pleased with myself. It took a long time, way longer than it would have done just to buy it directly, but worth it to save a few quid because I'm tight. Um, and the day came and I got on the train and all was well and I was sat there, headphones in, enjoying the views, enjoying the train ride and the ticket inspector comes round and I'm never really a person to fear the ticket inspector because, you know, I'm an honest person, I do the right thing. I pay for train tickets, I don't jump barriers, I don't try and defraud them, I just do what I'm supposed to do. So, um, you know, I'm always like, oh yeah, great, here's my ticket, enjoy. Look, I'm a good person that's paid my train fare. Except, um, this time, it went slightly wrong in a way I wasn't quite anticipating. Um, showed him the tickets, and he was like, yeah, great, cool, thanks. Can I see your rail card? And when always when they say, can I see your rail card, I always sort of roll my eyes a little bit. Not at them, just in my head, because like... I feel like that that's really going above and beyond. Like, you've seen the tickets, and you want to see my rail card. Like, come on, just, just trust me. Stop being really annoying. Just move on. But um, he was one of the ones that did actually ask to see the rail card, and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Got nothing to fear here. Showed him my rail card. And as I reached into my wallet to get my rail card out, I was hit by a realisation that... I'd recently bought a new rail card because my old one was expiring soon and I couldn't for the life of me remember whether A, it had already expired and B, whether I'd put the new one in my wallet yet and during this horrible moment of taking it out I sort of looked at it and I was like 23rd of September 2020, what's the date? It's the the 3rd of October, oh no... And I sort of handed it to him really confidently, just hoping that he wouldn't notice the fact that it expired approximately a week ago. But he had. He noticed. And he was like, oh, this has expired a week ago. And I was like, oh, no. And I was like, oh, has it? Oh, no. Sorry, I must have not put the new one in my wallet. Because that that's true. Here's the weird thing. When you get caught out for things like that, you always feel like you're lying to them. Even though you're not lying. This is like, it's actually what happened. I left my new one at home. Um, but he... he he sort of seemed to believe me. It was like, well, I've got to make you buy a new ticket anyway. So I had to spend another 25 quid on a new ticket, which was annoying. Because, well, you know, I mean, I'd already bought the tickets, but fine, whatever. He said, you can, because it's your first time, you can go on and get a refund later, fine, whatever. Got on with my day, had a lovely time, came back, completely forgot about it. And you won't believe my luck. The same thing happened again on the way back. Another ticket inspector, another rail card. Obviously, you know, nothing had changed. It was still expired. And I was like, oh, you know, I got done for this this morning. Like, surely, you know, that's enough. I've already been penalised. Just let me off and I'll not do it again. And I was, he was just looking at me like, no, no, you are getting fined, boy. And I was like, how nice are you feeling? And he was like, not at all. And I was like, oh, man. And he, just, <laughs> he was so mean. Why did they have to be so mean? I'm a nice person. I was nice and friendly, and he was he just mean. And he, he found me again, and was like, you got to buy a new ticket. You know, you really should have bought a new ticket if you knew it had expired. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, whatever. And he was like, right, that's 78 quid, please. And I was like, are you having a laugh? 78 pounds! And again, he just he, he wasn't at all sympathetic to the fact that I was basically being mugged on a train. Um, so that's, that's over 100 quid in new train fares along with the existing train fares that I'd already paid for. 
all because I was an idiot and forgot to put my new rail card in. And that's the worst bit. It's, it is my fault. I can't make any excuses. I can't go, oh, they were horrible. They, it was unfair. Because, you know what I mean? The rules are the rules, and I did technically break them. But come on, can we not just have a bit of, like, human compassion? Be nice. Let people off once in a while. Ugh. So, I'm an idiot. It's cost me a lot of money, and I am sad and angry and feeling a bit Karen-y. And maybe I'll try and get my money back anyway, even though it was completely my fault. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Coming up next, um, let's talk about Cats, the movie, not the animals. This is Coileray and Twinham. Wizard Radio playing Coileray and Twinham. Good afternoon. It's Alec Feldman hanging out. Kanye West and Chloe coming up. Andrew Lloyd Webber. We all know about Andrew Lloyd Webber. He writes musicals. He's involved in the theatre. Um, and the thing I always remember about Andrew Lloyd Webber is that he once got on a plane and flew back from America to vote in the House of Lords to cut benefits. That's the kind of guy he is. But I suppose he has given us um, a fair bit of like musical theatre and good artsy stuff over the years. So he's not forgiven. It's just, you know, we'll, we'll look at it in a balanced way. But anyway, um, he wrote the musical Cats, I believe, which was, I think, how, was that in 2019? I think it was. In 2019, they turned Cats into a movie, a Hollywood movie. Taylor Swift was in it. James Corden was in it. Jason Derulo was in it. And it got absolutely slated by critics. And it was terrible. And to this day, I haven't seen it. And I'm really sad about that. I really wanted to watch the movie Cats, but I couldn't convince anyone to come and watch it with me. So I still haven't seen it. It's a great shame. Um, But people really hated it. And um, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Hang on. (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to suppress a sneeze as I'm talking, but I think I've lost it now. Andrew Lloyd Webber saw it, and he really didn't rate it. And he's been talking about it this week, and this is a brilliant detail that's come out. uh, Where he's basically said, he hated the movie so much that he had to get a dog. Um, It put him off cat so much that he got this dog, and he claimed it was a therapy dog to make him feel better about the fact that... um, the movie of his musical was so terrible and he tried to take it on a plane and he was like i need to take this dog on the plane with me it's my therapy dog and the airline got in touch and said well if it's your therapy dog prove it and i don't know if this is a real story this feels like the kind of thing that never actually happened but if this did happen it's incredible um andrew lloyd Webber replied to the airline to prove that this dog is his therapy dog by saying simply yes See what Hollywood did to my musical Cats. And they said, oh, no doctor's report required. <laughs> do we think that really happened? I don't know. But if, if this whole story is, is true, if it stacks up, then that is quite an extreme length to go to in sort of in protest against something you really hated. But, you know, hate can drive us to do some, some wacky and wild things. So in the style of Andrew Lloyd Webber getting a dog purely because he hated the movie Cats so much. I'd like to know this afternoon, what extreme lengths has hatred driven you to? Basically, I want you to complete this sentence. I hated it so much, I. It's like Andrew Lobber. Lobber? Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) Andrew Lobber for sure. He hated the movie Cats so much, he got a dog. 
You hated what so much that you did what? Complete the sentence. 07807183538 is my number. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at WizRadio. On the emails as well, station at wizardradio.co.uk. What has hate made you do? I hated it so much, I what? Finish the sentence. Do your worst. 07807183538. Whilst you do that, I'll play you Kanye West, The Weekend, and Lil Baby, New Music. This is Hurricane on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Mediocre broadcasting since 2017. Mercy. Wizard Radio on a Saturday afternoon. Kanye West with The Weekend and Lil Baby was before that. Hurricane. Hi, Alec Feldman here. Manic Skin and Gracie Abrams coming up soon. Andrew Lloyd Webber hated the movie Cats so much that he bought a dog in protest at how they'd ruined his film and said it was a therapy dog and told an airline that he got this dog as a therapy dog because they ruined his movie Cats and they said, oh, we completely understand. Whether that actually happened or not, I'm not sure, but he, he said it did. So I suppose we'll have to believe him. So I want you to complete the sentence. I hated it so much. I, what has hate driven you to do? Because as much as we we don't like to think this is true, it is true. Hatred is a very powerful motivator for a lot of things. Uh, Aaron says, I hated the 2017 remake of Beauty and the Beast where Emma Watson played Belle so much that I ripped up my younger sister's Belle fancy dress outfit so that I would never have to see it in the house again. That film gave me trauma. The Beast is not supposed to look like that. Aaron, that, that's a bit me. Like, it's not your sister's fault that the movie was terrible. <laughs> Why did you have to rip up her dress? That's harsh, but um, having not seen this, I I don't know. Maybe it was justified. Shall I? What did the Beast look like then? That's so wrong. Have you seen the Beast 2017? Uh, let's see. What did the beast look like? Wait, what? Oh, no. I was really confused because <laughs> I saw a picture of a guy in like a grey suit. And I was like, hang on a minute. That's not that's not what the beast looks like. You're right. But actually, that's just the, the CGI suit. Hang on. Uh, the beast. Um, I, I don't know. It looks kind of like the cartoon. The thing is, with cartoons... When, when you try and turn a cartoon that's two-dimensional into something that's three-dimensional, it will always just naturally look really, really weird because cartoons are drawn in 2D. How can you turn that into, into like, real life? It's very difficult. You know, have you ever seen those people that tried to turn themselves into Simpsons characters? They look creepy and terrifying because cartoons don't actually look like what real things look like. So... I think, given what they had to work with, that beast doesn't look terrifying to me. It does, you know, it's kind of what you'd expect a 3D version of the beast to look like in, like, live action, given the cartoons. Is that really worth cutting up a, a child's dress for? I think that's a bit mean, but... Like I said, hatred, it motivates us to do terrible things. It's, it's one of the best motivators. I would say probably the best you know you know what i mean like if you if you want to do something yes maybe the thing that motivates you is like yeah i'm gonna do this for me and it'll be great um or you you know you want the outcomes or whatever but really 
the reason most people do most things is to, to prove a point, isn't it? <laughs> and to show someone what's what. So there we go. Thanks for your message, Aaron. Eliza says, I used to have a really close best friend, probably the closest person to me in the world. But let's just say she wronged me. And I had her. I had to have her killed. Uh, no, it doesn't say that. It said I had to cut her off. Um, <laughs> about two years ago, the year before the pandemic, she had her birthday at school. It was the first birthday she'd had since we parted ways. So in an act of petty revenge, I asked my new best friend to bring me in a massive balloon for no reason at all to overshadow her birthday. She had a little balloon. I had a huge one. Check, mate. Wow, that is some petty, petty revenge. I respect it very much. You see, hatred makes people do things like nothing else. Um, but does it not look? A, did it not look a little bit weird when you were at school with a balloon? And everyone's like, "Oh my god, is it your birthday?" And you're just like, "No." How did you explain the presence of the balloon? Did you openly tell people that you just got the balloon to overshadow your former best friend? How did this work? Like. That is a number one way to attract attention to yourself at school by bringing in like a helium balloon. Surely questions would have been asked. Did you have a, did you have an excuse? Did you tell people that like, oh, it's to raise awareness of something or what? I, confusing, but nice overshadowing. Well done. I hope she, she learned her lesson the hard way. Uh, Haley says, a couple of years ago, me and my family went to this restaurant in London for my birthday. Oh, London. I haven't been to London for, when was it like, oh, I was there like a month ago, but still. Um, it was very expensive. It was really hyped up on social media. I was excited. It was such a disappointment. The service was bad. Food was a bit mediocre. It ruined my birthday. So I went on their Facebook and Instagram and Google reviews and TripAdvisor. You name it. I put it there and I wrote a negative review. Maybe I went a bit too far. Maybe. Um, it was a bit much because I'm now not only banned from the restaurant, but every restaurant the owner of that restaurant owns as well. <laughs> wow, that's that's like a a life dream that to be banned from a restaurant. Is it a life? I think it is. Like, you know, you have to really upset people to get banned from a restaurant. Either negative reviews or dining and dashing, which I wouldn't encourage, or like. I don't know, eating too much at an all-you-can-eat buffet. So to be banned from a restaurant, they don't take those decisions lightly. That must have been a terrible review. And the fact that you posted it everywhere as well. Can I ask you, how, how do you know that you're banned? Did they, like, reply to your reviews being like, you're barred? Or did you try and go back since and they were like, oh, it's that girl, it's the negative Facebook review girl, get her! And didn't let you in. But, I mean, congratulations on your ban. Um, do let me know if you ever try and sneak back in and see if they notice you or what. Because I would like to know how a restaurant ban does work in practice. But I appreciate that very much. See, nothing drives people to do things like hate. It's true. I knew it. Coming up next, um, I want to talk a bit more about those, those smart speakers called Alex A. Because I've seen some alarming research and I'm worried. I'll tell you more after Maniskin. This is Mamma Mia. Wizard Radio with the new Maniskin song called Mamma Mia. Um, they're not ones to reinforce stereotypes then. I'm Alec Feltman, good afternoon. Um, I mentioned earlier that I discovered this week, when you ask an Alexa 
whether Amazon pays all the tax it should, this is what she says. Alexa, how much tax does Amazon pay? Amazon is compliant with all UK tax laws and with every country it operates in. Sure, sure. Well, that seems perfectly normal and fine then. Just a, a robot telling us that Amazon pays all the tax it should and there's absolutely nothing to worry about. Cool, cool. Um, but I've read some alarming research about these these smart speakers. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I was supposed to be calling it Alex A, wasn't it? So I don't accidentally set them all off. Alex A's. Um, and it's some research about how people interact with them. And apparently... Three quarters of people, 75%, i.e. most people, will sometimes or always say, excuse me, did I just burp on the radio? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, sometimes or always say, please and thank you to their Alex A's or, you know, Google-based equivalent or Siri or whoever it is um, when they're speaking to them. So they'll ask for something or go, Alex A, play Maniskin, please. And she'll go, okay, here it is. And you'll go, thank you. I really appreciate that. That's a bit weird, I think, because, th th you know, they're not real people. I'm all for treating human beings with kindness and courtesy and respect and manners and all that. But these things, they're not the same. They're not equal to us. They're, they're fake robots. They're not human beings. They don't have feelings. They're not going to care whether or not you say please or thank you like, it feels like a waste of time like they they are literally here to be our robot servants right what I, I, I can't say this without sounding like a horrible person but at the same time it does seem absolutely ridiculous that people are saying please and thank you for something that isn't real it's a computer program it's just some zeros and ones uh, it's weird I think it's weird I don't do that Whenever I speak to the one that we've got here in this flat, I'll just say, Alex A, do this. Alex A, do that. And sometimes, if I want it to stop playing whatever it's currently playing, I just go, Oi, shut up. And I, I kind of think that's fine, because it's not real. It won't get its feelings hurt. If anything, it's quite a nice, healthy outlet. You know, when you, when you can just shout at something and be rude to it without any kind of consequence. I think that's a, a good thing. It's healthy, right? Well, I, I also always mute self-service checkouts because they wind me up and they're always like, unexpected item in the bagging area. Shush. So I just mute it. It genuinely makes me feel a lot more chilled out in life. Um, but I might be in the wrong here and I'm worried. I'm worried for two reasons. I'm worried, number one, that maybe this just means I'm a horrible person because I'm not polite to smart speakers. But also, there is always that lingering fear that one day all these robots will rise up against us and try and overthrow us and take over the world. And when that happens, I will probably be one of the first in line to, you know, <laughs> meet a, a miserable end at the hands of an uh, Amazon Echo because I told it to shut up. And that concerns me a bit. So it's possible that the 75% of people are actually geniuses because they know, they know what's coming and they're trying to get in with our new robot overlord before it's too late, so they get spared. I don't know. I don't think I'll change my behaviour. If, if it happens, it happens. I regret nothing. Coming up next, we will do What's Going On after Gracie Abrams' This Feels Like on Wizard Radio. 
Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman. Afternoon. That was Gracie Abrams with Feels Like. And now it's time for. A game that has a name. And the name of said game that we are about to play is called. What's going on? This. That was worth the wait. Um, It's time for What's Going On on Wizard Radio. And this is where I play you a clip of something that's a bit chaotic and a bit confusing. And I don't tell you what's happening because you have to work that out for yourself. It's called What's Going On because that's the question that I'm asking you. What is going on? You've got to be creative and imaginative and silly and try and work out based purely on what you hear what is actually happening and you send me your guesses and I'll read them out and they'll probably be wrong and that's fine because it's not about the right answer sometimes it's about the journey not the destination and that's what matters so get your thinking caps on get your creative brains out I know it's a Saturday afternoon but I'm sure you can summon a little bit of brain power to have a go on this what do you think is happening here bit of a short one this week not a lot to go on and yet quite a lot at the same time we've got sort of three distinct sounds there at the beginning you've got the like some kind of repeated i don't know what that is like a a noise what a banging could you call it i suppose there's a repeated banging then there's a human voice going or something like that and then there's a bit of a crash at the end Um, that's kind of all you've got it is five seconds long and I want you to work out what is happening in that clip the number you need to do that is the same number you need for everything it's 07807 183 538 07807 183 538 on the social medias on Twitter, Instagram it's at WizRadio and if you want to get on touch on email, it's station at wizardradio.co.uk. Those are the places you go to get in touch. You need to tell me what is happening in this clip right here. There's not a lot to go on, but I think you can do it. I have faith in your imagination and creativity. The wilder the better. That's always the thing with what's going on. It really doesn't matter whether or not you've got it right. It just matters that it entertains me. So, get your guesses in. 07807 183 538. And I'll tell you what is actually going on just before the end of the show at 5 o'clock. I'll give it to you one more time because it's quite a short one. I feel like you need all the help you can get. So let's hear it one more time. What is that noise is making? Why is there the banging and the crashing and all that? If you can explain any of that, then have a go on what's going on today. Everyone can get involved. The more, the merrier. And it's a fun way to (laughs) kill a bit of time on a Saturday. So that's what's going on. You know the number, you know the contact details. Get thinking, send me a message and we'll read out the best ones just before five o'clock. Coming up next, we've got Lil Huddy, we've got Ed Sheeran and a game of... Vaxxed or vexed is on the way 
after we get the news, it's four o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Lil Huddy and Party Crasher, Wizard Radio on a Saturday afternoon. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi, Ed Sheeran was before that. On the way, Doja Cat and that really good new Lil Nas X song too. Um, the COVID-19 vaccine, it's great. I've had two doses. Some people have had three doses. It's saved lives. It's one of the greatest medical inventions in some time, I would say. It's good. It's the only way that we'll get back to something vaguely resembling normal life, whether you like it or not. And so anyone who's a vaguely intelligent and decent human being will have got a vaccine by now if they've been offered one. Not all of them, though. Some of your favourite celebrities are secret anti-vaxxers. They're, they're not that keen. They don't want one. They haven't had one yet. They're, they're keeping it quiet whether or not they want one. And so, oh, I thought, why not turn this divide in the celebrity community into a game for the radio? And so it's time for the second ever edition of Vaxxed or Vexed. My name is Elton John. The more I'll people give in society... celebrity. You can play along at home. You, you just have to tell me whether or not they have had their COVID vaccine and they've been vaxxed or they're holding out slash criticizing it slash keeping it vague slash have literally said I'm not getting a COVID vaccine in which case they are vexed very simple you can play along James Gilmore will be making his second appearance on the game and we'll have a good time hi James hi I'm I'm not happy about what because you said oh, I'm gonna make it really obvious when you're meant to play that clip and then you go vax or vex, and I start pressing, and suddenly Elton John is speaking. <laughs> oh, I had no like, idea that happened. And then you um. just kept talking, <laughs> and I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> so that's um, that's oh, poor sorry, communication, no. people. Sorry, that no, that that wasn't the really obvious bit. But anyway, <laughs> usually. When a presenter goes, yeah. it's going to be really obvious, and they go, Vaxxed or vexed? That's usually a cue that the thing I've been told to play <laughs> is time to do it. So, anyway, I'm here, though. I'll play a little game. I'll play it. Good. Well, since since we've already kind of been there and done that, let's start on Vaxxed or Vexed with Elton John. Has Elton John been vaxxed, or is he vexed? Do you want me to play the clip, or are you just... Um, I no no. I want you to tell me first. I think he's I think he's Vax. <laughs> that that is correct. Now let's listen to the clip. <laughs> okay, here's Elton John. My name is Elton John. The more people in society that get vaccinated, the more chance there is of eradicating the national COVID pandemic. And as you can see, I'm still standing. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh God. See that? There, there we go. He's been vaxxed and he was in an NHS video promoting the vaccine hence why elton john randomly appeared a couple of minutes ago so i wonder i mean i was thinking it was an easy one admittedly because i was thinking it's highly unlikely that there's a video of elton john speaking in his official voice about why Aye. he doesn't want you to get va- <laughs> vaccinated <laughs> i am elton john under no circumstances should you get your covid19 vaccination and i i thought maybe he would go i haven't gotten mine and that's why I'm still standing. That's, I thought that was the <laughs> angle it might go down. <laughs> Quite okay. the opposite. 
Okay, we'll call that the warm-up round then. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Next up, Dua Lipa, who has done a song with Elton John. Now, on last week's edition of Vaxed or Vexed, we talked about her boyfriend, Anwar Hadid, who was vexed. He did not want the COVID vaccine, but where does Dula Peep stand? I think she's so difficult because but I think at the heart of it, mm. she is... Oh, I think she's a goody two-shoes. Do you really think so? Yeah. I don't know. Because, you know, she just, she gives me such teacher's pet vibes, Dua Lipa. She really does. She always just like, she's the person in the class, front row. Um, the teacher goes, can anybody answer the question? She goes, me, miss, me. So I think she got vaccinated. I don't know. I get, I get aloof vibes from Dua Lipa. No, I get I very like, look how well I've done vibes from her. Mm. I suppose that's true, actually. Yeah. Well, we think Dua Lipa is vaxxed. I don't have any evidence to confirm this. She's just said in the past that when it was her turn, she would get it. And so I assume she would have got it by now. Okay, I'm going to give myself that point. Yeah, you can have that point. Dua Lipa probably vaxxed. Next okay. up, um, more pop royalty, Mariah Carey. It's nearly her time of year, but has it she is. had the COVID vaccine? That's difficult, because I feel like Mariah might be... She's a bit she, of a diva. She's a bit of a diva. She's a bit of a rogue one as well, actually. Um, I feel like... Oh, you know what? I think she has gotten it. I, I can't... I can't imagine her being one of those people who wouldn't have gotten it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like there would have been more made out of it if she hadn't. So I think Mariah has. Christmas would have been cancelled. Yeah. Well, you're right. Mariah Carey has been vaxxed. And she even put a video of it happening up on her Instagram. So there you go. Wow. Okay. So there we go. I'm, what, my two out of two, three out of three? Somewhere around there. We'll call it three out of three. Okay. Next up... David Attenborough, national treasure. Oh, he's de- he's definitely been vaxxed. Of course he has. He was one of the early adopters. He had it back in January. Wow. He's probably on his third dose by now. Probably, yes, probably. They have to um, keep that man alive at all and any cost. He's probably on his sixth vaccine, just to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in a plastic bubble, so yeah. Thank goodness. Um, next... The on-off husband of rapper Cardi B has offset been vaxxed or vexed. Oh, um, I'm just going to take my chances with this and say that he has not been vaccinated. Very good. You're right. He is vexed. He hasn't had his vaccine. He says he doesn't trust the government. Yeah. I mean, look. So no vaccine that, for him. Is that particularly surprising that a member of the Migos might not be vaccinated? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, next up, let's do a former comedian. Well, I, th- I think he's still a comedian. Um, but he's also like a self-help guru, a Ooh. political activist. He used to be married to Katy Perry. But has Russell Brand been vaxxed or vexed? Oh, that's hard. 
that's hard. Because he's a bit of a wild card. He you is. Know, he's all about peace and love and caring for other people, but also, you know, he's just a bit... There's something about him that suggests he could be vulnerable to conspiracy theories yeah. and all that stuff. The other difficult thing is... He, to me, Russell Brand is in that Joe Rogan territory of someone who might be, like, pro-anti-vax, but may have actually just gotten the vaccine himself. Ooh. Ah, I, I, this is so scary for me because I don't want to break my unbroken streak. Mm. I'm going to say he is not vaccinated. Well, in this game... Um we can't always know the answer for sure, so we just have to go based off what I've found and what I've got in front of me. And what I've got in front of me suggests Russell Brand is possibly vexed. Yes! So, yes. I think you're right. I don't know this for sure, um, but I do know that when he had some gigs, he made a big deal out of the fact that they were all in venues where you didn't need to have been vaccinated to get in. Fine. And he okay. was even helping people find the venues where like you didn't even need a negative test. So I think you could be right that he's in the like Joe Rogan territory where he's like pro anti-vax or not not anti-anti-vax. Yeah. I don't know about his personal status, but he encourages others. So as far as I'm concerned, he might as well be vexed. He's vexed. Wow. So I'm that, very proud of myself. That is vexed or vexed. You got six out of six again. Thank you. So, well can we um, you. Can we have a celebratory listen to that Elton John clip again, please? Seeing as it yeah, caused go on. such a divide at the start of this segment. <laughs> My name is Elton John. The more people in society that get vaccinated, the more chance there is of eradicating the national COVID pandemic. And as you can see, I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, this week, I um I watched the Elton John Global Citizen performance again, 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 and um yeah, I, this is not for this segment. I have some harsh words of critique for Elton John. For another time. another time, another time, another time. Let's play a song that's not Elton John. Wizard Radio with Doja Cat and Need to Know. I hope you enjoyed the utter chaos of Vaxed or Vexed. Um, but now. On to something different. I've found myself in, in recent weeks and months being a bit squidgier than I'd like. You know, these things happen. It fluctuates. But at the moment, I'm not in great shape. I won't lie to you. I've, I've, I've been in better shape. And I'm sort of at the point now, I'm like, right, come on. Let's do something about this. This is getting a bit silly. Um, so I'm trying to find some new physical activity that I can do. If you've listened for a, a long old time, you remember that before the pandemic... I used to go to Krav Maga classes, which is like this self-defense system, and it was really cool, and it was really fun. And I did it when I lived in Leeds, and it was me and these like hairy, blokey blokes who were all like in their forties, and we had a good time. Uh, you know, they all beat the absolute poo out of me, but it was nice, and I really enjoyed it. And then that obviously got ruined by COVID, and I've not really done anything like that since. But I, I went swimming this week because I needed to do something, so. I like swimming, I can swim, so I took myself off to the local pool, and I've never been there before, so it's sort of, it's interesting trying to work out, you know, how it works, where you go, all that stuff, everywhere's different, and I feel like normal people would just not really struggle with that, but for me, for some reason, I was like, really like, oh my god, where do I go, what do I do, ah, and I just found the whole experience, you know, it was nice to swim again, but it also just made me very self-conscious, 
because, okay, for a start, they don't have gendered changing rooms anymore, um, which in many ways, you know, it's 2021, welcome to the future, that's very progressive um, and nice that it's not sort of divided in that way. But also, it kind of stressed me out, because what they had instead, they, they've got like, you know, all the lockers and all the little cubicles just in one big place. I know that's not a new thing, because like, I mean, I remember going to Aqua Splash like 10 years ago, and they also had it like that, so it's not new. It's just, I'm not used to it. And I kept panicking because there weren't really many men swimming at the same time I was there. So in this changing room, you kept seeing women everywhere. And to me, that just feels so, so weird because it's just not what I'm used to. That I kept going like, oh my God, am I, am I in the wrong changing room? Ah, I'm in the wrong changing room. Oh no, I'm going to get kicked out. And obviously I wasn't. <laughs> it was fine. I was supposed to be there. Um, but there's just that weird bit of your brain that's like hardwired to to panic and think you're in the wrong place that was weird um you know i'll get used to it but that was also just a strange experience but then it's also swimming pools there's a lot of unwritten rules and there's loads of swimming pool etiquette and i'm worried that i was kind of breaking the rules because you know they've got like different lanes and some lanes are for like fast swimmers and some lanes are for medium speed swimmers and some lanes are for slow swimmers and some lanes just for like families you know who aren't there to do proper swimming and i didn't really know where i fit into all this because i'm not i'm not like a fast swimmer i haven't swum in about two years so i can't go in the fast lane but i didn't really want to go into any of the like the diehard lanes because i was just scared that i'd annoy them either by being too slow or being too fast or being too splashy or something and so I, I, I opted for the family lanes. But then I was worried then I was getting in the way of all the families with kids who were like just trying to have a, a bit of a mess around in the water. And I was there doing length. I, just, I was scared I was going to upset everyone. And, I, you know, it's been a long time since I swum. So I hadn't forgotten. It, just, it didn't come naturally. You know, the breathing and stuff. I'm just concerned that instead of looking like the elegant dolphin gliding in and out of the water like I had hoped to. I was more like a, a beached whale, kind of splashing about and thrashing and breathing all over the place. And it, it wasn't that fun. <laughs> I'll go again because I need the exercise, but I, I didn't expect a trip to the swimming pool to make me so self-conscious, and it did. It's weird. Uh, anyway, in a second, are you an artist? Do you, do you suffer for your art? Because that is what I would like to talk about in a second. After Lil Nas X, this song is so good. That's what I want. It's on Wizard Radio right now. Wizard Radio, Lil Nas X. That is so good. He's just an incredible person. I'm such a fan. Uh, That's what I want was the song. It's on Wizard Radio. Afternoon all, it's Alec Feldman. Coming up, 24K Golden and the Kid Leroy. And Naked. Um, First, I mentioned at the start of the show my intense excitement at the fact that I've finally got a desk in my bedroom for the first time in like three months and it's it's lovely it's such a treat it's so comfy i've got a lovely chair now and i've got a nice desk and i've got my screen and i've got my it's just great it's such a good setup and i've got a window oh i i, I know it is a very little impact to you but for me this is delightful i feel like i'm a a young professional which is, i suppose i sort of am um but to get to where we are it wasn't easy it was a bit of a struggle. It was a struggle to get the desk in the first place. It was a struggle to get the desk from the delivery van up to my bedroom. 
Oh, that was that was painful. Um, he delivered it, but the way the way where I live is sort of laid out. You can't get right up to the blocks in a car. Like blocks of flats. There's a a car park, and then you have to walk where there's this weird. I want to call it a moat. It's not really a moat. It's just a, a bit of water, and so you can't get up here with a car. So the delivery guy just left it at like the end of the car park, and I had to get it um, approximately. I'm going to say like 50 meters from there to the front door and then get it upstairs and then get it into my, my bedroom. This whole process probably took about 20 minutes in total. It was so heavy. I'm not a strong person and I couldn't lift it. And I ended up having to like shuffle it along the ground. I started off trying to walk it like, a, you know, on the corners. But then I ended up starting to rip the box apart. And I was like, okay, this isn't going to, it's gonna, not going to last the journey. So instead, I had to, to like, first I was pushing it from behind. That was really hard. And then I started pulling it from in front, and it became a bit easier. But it was, was a painful process. They had, it had those, like, you know, those hard plastic straps that were, like, digging into my fingers. Oh, so I had to get it upstairs first. That was hard. But not as hard as the actual process of building it. Oh, the instructions are so bad because they just do pictures. And you have to look at, like, really tiny details to make sure you're doing it right and try and work out what on earth it's actually trying to show you because there are no words to help. They give you a tiny little screwdriver that is rubbish, like, really short. And if you remember, you're, like, GCSE physics. When you're screwing things, you've got, like, a lever. And the bigger the force... Oh, sorry, the, the like, the further the distance from the lever, the bigger the force. This tiny little short screwdriver giving me no force. And... That the friction was there was a lot. I had to like properly grip it just to get all these like screws to tighten. And I've given myself many many blisters. I've got one one big one on like the palm of my hand, another one on my thumb, and then I've got one on my index finger and one on my middle finger. And they're painful still. It's been like three days and they hurt. And I use my hand a lot. I'm right-handed. You use your hands to do everything. And so every time I do anything, it basically hurts. I really suffer. For my, for my art, just for the, the manliness of having put together some furniture and not paid the extra money to get it assembled for me. But, like I said, we suffer for our art. And I want to ask you this afternoon, when have you put yourself through pain to achieve something? It could be something really worthwhile, you know, like training for a marathon or something, not a marathon, <laughs> like a, a sporting event. Has anybody done... Are there any, like... Teenagers who do marathons. I don't know. What's the youngest person to ever do a marathon? I don't know the answer to that question. But it could be something like that. Maybe you've made something like a bit of flat pack furniture or some literal art. I remember a lot of the stuff people did at like art A level at school. That was always disturbing. And you wonder whether the the red paint that was supposed to be blood was actually people's real blood. Um, that kind of thing. Not have you ever used real blood in an art project, but when have you when have you just made yourself suffer to achieve something? Could be small, could be big. I want all the details. 07807-183-538 is my number. At Wiz Radio on Twitter and Instagram or on the email. It's station at wizardradio.co.uk. We'll do that in a minute. Coming up next, Naked, May Muller, Polo G, a new song called Better Days. May Muller though. You've, she's featured on a couple of songs recently, but other than that, bit of an enigma, bit of a mystery. We don't know a lot about her. 
So, what if I were to have done some extensive, extensive research into May Muller and condensed all that into just 60 seconds? It would probably sound a bit like this. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. May Muller is the heiress to a yogurt empire estimated to be worth billions of euros. She's the oldest of nine children who were born to Theo Muller, who's the German owner of the Muller Dairy Company. You might think she's just like spoiled, entitled daughter of a rich person who will inherit wealth and won't have to work a day in her life, and you'd be right. She attended the most expensive private school in Bavaria and was given a Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon as her first car when she was just 18. She lived in a five-bedroom cottage on the sprawling Muller country estate as well. That said, she has done some work in her life. She was actually the inspiration for the iconic Muller Corner yogurt. As a child, she'd rip the lids off two conjoined yogurt pots, then try and transfer the contents of one pot into the other without snapping them apart. Theo Muller, her dad, saw this and was very impressed. But he came up with an even better idea. What if, instead of adding yogurt to yogurt, you add things that aren't yogurt to yogurt, and you make the pot square? Genius! And so the Muller Corner was born, and that is May Muller in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber would stay Wizard Radio on a Saturday afternoon. Naked May Muller Polo G with Better Days played before that. And before 5 o'clock, 24k Golden and Moona. Um, got four blisters on my hand, really hurts. Put together a flat pack desk, took three and a half hours. I suffered for my, my craft, but here we are. I'm basically a carpenter now. Um, I'm like, was, was Joseph a carpenter in the Bible? He might have, I don't really know. I don't really know the New Testament. But um, I wanted to know when you've suffered for your art. And Benny's been on when I was in year seven. We had to do an experiment in art that tested how different liquids and solids react in different environments and heats and stuff and when you handle them differently. We did experiments in art. We, we barely did experiments in chemistry in year seven. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, uh, in my group, we had to test baked beans, specifically baked bean juice, and see what sinks or floats. At. Right. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest that it says art, but you meant to say science, because this, so far, does not sound particularly artistic. Um, so they tested baked bean juice to see what sinks or floats in it. It sounds ridiculous, but it was actually one of the worst days of my life, because baked beans make me feel sick. I can't explain why. Uh, they just do. They're really icky. And that was the day my entire class watched me throw up purely because of my dislike of baked beans, truly suffering in the name of science. Well, I suppose you're a, you're a bit of a hero because you, you helped everyone find out whether or not vomit floats or sinks in baked bean juice. So that's a great scientific experiment. You can't really recreate that in like proper lab conditions. It's a natural experiment. Um, uh, text back with the answer. Does it sink? Does it float? Um, I'd love to know. <laughs> I'm not sure I would, to be honest. Maybe maybe don't do that. Um, I'd rather not think about it in too much more detail. But that is suffering for your art. I hope you got the results you wanted. Baked beans aren't that bad. Uh, they're, they're fine. They're, I don't love them, but I eat them. They go well with certain things. I don't get people that have this weird pathological fear of them. They're not scary. They're just some beans and tomato sauce. Uh, Jesse says, I'm allergic to certain types of paints. 
I found this out because apparently when I was in nursery we were doing foot painting where you stamp your foot in paint and then like walk all over the paper. I don't really remember it very well but what I do remember is feeling like my foot might fall off because it was burning so much. I've got a phobia of paint now as a result. You could say I put myself through the pain of nearly losing my foot to try and make some art. I mean, there is nothing more creatively stimulating than walking in paint on paper. That's like really pushing back the, the boundaries of art. That'll be in a gallery one day. And you know what? Maybe maybe the art wasn't the, the foot painting. Maybe the art was your foot burning. Did it swell up as well? Did it go all big or did it just feel like it was about to fall off? I mean, that, that is quite literally the definition of suffering for art. Uh, I hope the foot painting was good, but um, maybe don't try that one again. Matty says, I once offered to help my dad clean out the garage. That's not running a marathon, Alec, yeah. <laughs> but it is something, and I never helped my family do anything, so it's a, a real memory for me. <laughs> We'd spent a great afternoon clearing it out. We'd been organising, we'd made it a better place. You know that feeling when your garage is nice and organised? Uh, not really, no. It was all for nothing. As I was finishing the clean-up and went to close the garage door, I trapped my finger in the door. My whole nail fell off and I had to go to the hospital. That is the last time I help anyone. So in this, in this scenario, the art is Matty tidying up the garage. Um, is, that, is that art? I guess to some people. If you open that up and put it in a gallery, people will go and pay lots of money for it, probably. So, yeah, okay. We'll call that art. Um, and you you did suffer for it because your nail, it was gone. At least you didn't, like, chop off a bit of your finger. You look on the bright side. You didn't suffer too much for your art. Um, but in many ways, I suppose, that was your own personal marathon. So I do respect that. Thank you very much for your messages on this subject i will let you know as soon as my blisters have healed um and if anybody would like to see a picture of these horrible blisters i mean you know the number <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send them to whoever wants one no, i won't right next a new song by years and years i love years and years even though years and years these days is just ollie alexander on his own but we still call him years and years so this is new years and years it's called crave on wizard radio wizard radio that was the new years and years song called Crave. <laughs> I'm Alec Feldman. Afternoon. Oh, uh, Miles is on in about 10 minutes. Nearly done. But before I go, we've just got time to get the answers on this game. What's going on? It's called What's Going On, and you need to tell me what's going on. I played you a clip just before the news at 4 o'clock, and the clip was of something chaotic and confusing. But what is it? You have to guess. That is your job. Uh, let's hear today's clip again. <laughs> so it's short but sweet, and there is there is a fair bit going on in there. So we've got some weird sort of like tapping type things. Then you've got a man making a noise. Well, I think it's a man. Can't be sure. Sounds like a man. And then you hear another big like noise slash crash. What is that? Explanations, please. Shelley says, this is the most difficult one yet. Oh, I don't know. There have been some tough ones. Uh, the only thing I can imagine, this is somebody walking around wearing stilts. Picture the scene. 
somebody wearing stilts, they walk in from the outside into the kitchen via the back door. Okay, that's an important detail. The sound you hear at the beginning is them walking in, and the stilts on the kitchen floor is the banging sound that's just kind of constant throughout the clip. The big crash at the end of the clip is the person falling over. It just makes sense. Are stilts real? I know that sounds like a stupid question, but has anybody ever seen someone walking with stilts? I'm not sure I have. Maybe maybe at the circus. Um, but I, I don't know. <laughs> the kind of thing you only see is like a comedy device in sitcoms and cartoons. But um, there are no stilts involved in the making of this what's going on, I'm afraid. No stilts, but thanks for your guess. Kara, this is an animal break-in, Alec, is it? I don't know what the animal I'm thinking of is. It has like a sloth face, but it walks around on two legs and is kind of small. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you want me to guess what animal you're talking about? I, I haven't got a clue. Any, any, anyone else got any ideas in the next two minutes about what animal she's on about? Feel free to send them my way. Uh, car continues. In the clip, this mysterious animal walks inside, it's walking around, and then, because it's an animal and doesn't really understand science, it just starts crashing into things and screaming. The bit that you said sounded like a human hello is an animal scream, I think. Okay. So you reckon no humans, just this weird, unspecified mystery animal that looks like a sloth but isn't. <laughs> That's so specific. Unfortunately, it's incorrect. Um, but... Like I said, if anyone can work out what on earth she's on about, because I haven't got a clue. Um, no, no animals. Um, it is... There, there is an element sort of crashing around and screaming. And actually, when Shelley said somebody falls over, that does happen, but not because of stilts or sloth-like creatures. You know, Dan also doesn't believe that it's a human voice. Um, I mean... I, I did kind of give away that it was a human voice, maybe mistakenly, and, you know, I, I've seen it, so I know that it is a human voice, but Dan says, that's not a human voice, Alec, that is extraterrestrial. My guess is that there's actually a leaked clip from Area 51 <laughs> of what happens when aliens got out of their UFO, walked around Area 51, and caused havoc. Maybe this is the clip that shows their turn from very innocent, almost cute beings into causing true disaster. So you think... It's an alien that has been caught on film. A nice guess, but not a correct guess. Uh, you're all a million miles away today. Um, but you've made me laugh. That's kind of more important. The what's going on clip. Let's hear it again, and then I'll explain to you what it actually is. <laughs> so that noise that you just heard, um, it's a person. It is a human being. And what they're doing is they're, like, using one of those things. It's like it's a punch bag. They're hitting a punch bag, but it's not It's not the kind you're thinking of, where it's, like, the big the big kind of sack that hangs down from the ceiling. It's on, it's on like, an arm. It's on the floor, and it's just a little ball that's on a, a kind of springy pole, if that makes any sense. And it's a guy, and he's punching it a few times. Those are the first noises you hear. Then what he does... He stands back, he makes that noise as if to go like, Hiya! He's like screaming, and then he goes in to kick it, um, but ends up himself falling over when he makes impact with it. So that is the what's going on this week. Man tries to kick punch bag, falls over. 
It's a funny clip. The explanations you provided were probably more entertaining than the truth, but that's what it's all about. And that is the end of the show. I've had a lovely time. Thank you very much for hanging out with me. If you've missed any of it, there is a podcast. If you go to wherever you get your podcasts from, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all of that, um, there's a podcast. It's called Alec Feldman, the podcast. And it's basically everything that's happened for the last two hours without the songs and the news. So just, just me. If that takes your fancy, go on, subscribe, review, tell your friends, whatever you fancy. That'd be really nice. And I'm back on next weekend. Have a lovely week. Mars Mikulski is up next. And the last song today will be Moona and Phoebe Briggs. This is Silk Shiffle on Wizard Radio. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.